from architecture to painting and sculpture, literature to live music and theater. Radio 111 presents Bonnie G and Brian Mendoza with The Desert Scene, your connection to culture and entertainment in the desert cities. Here's Bonnie and Brian. And welcome to The Desert Scene. I'm here with my co-host, Brian Mendoza, who is, wears many hats, <laughs> runs the board, does all kinds of great things. And we are really pleased to uh, welcome to our show today, Samantha Parrish, Ooh. someone I met years and years ago uh, when she had a uh, voice tracks, a voiceover training facility here in the desert. And I think she might be coming back here. I've got to ask about that. Hi, Samantha. How are you? Hi, Bonnie. Oh, my gosh. It's so nice to hear your voice. And it just brings me back. God. I don't know, like about, was it about, probably about 15 years ago or something? Something like that. It's been a while. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, well, welcome. And I know you are just um, going like gangbusters out in the San Francisco area. So now are you, am I, are you coming back here? Or are you opening any facility here? Or am I, is that, am I, is that a uh, illusion in my head? <laughs> well, no. Um, it's kind of interesting because I moved back to the desert right before the pandemic hit. And I was, um, but I mean, I still have my school voice track. San mm-hmm. Francisco is in its 34th year now. Mm-hmm. And um, so I was kind of contemplating, uh, you know, with technology being what it is, um, what I had dreamt of being able to do 15 years ago, I think I was just a little too ahead of, of my time mm-hmm. with you know, not just with classes being online, but just in general with people not necessarily having to be in a studio to record, you right. know, but being able to record at home. That, mm-hmm. that was in such a an infancy kind of place 15 years ago. Right. So when I moved back here um, right before the pandemic, I was thinking, you know, I probably could now officially open a school here as well and be able to make going back and forth easier on me, more successful, mm-hmm. etc. Um, and then, like I said, boom, the pandemic. So we immediately turned everything um, online and have been able to really w- widen um, who we teach because we now do teach people from all over the country. We even are teaching people in such faraway places as Poland and Germany and England and um and so I and, and the classes have been going so well. It's so successful on Zoom. And so to answer your question, I mean, gosh, I mean, now I have I, I also have about 10 um, active students from the desert right now. Mm-hmm. But I don't find the necessity to actually open up a brick and mortar mm-hmm. place because all auditioning anyway, even before the pandemic was, you know, is now done from home. Yeah. And there are so many voiceover opportunities now um, with all of these different online, what we call pay-to-play casting sites. Mm -hmm. And so it's gotten to the point, um, once you're properly trained and you have a home setup, my goodness, you don't even need an agent anymore to work. Yeah. Uh, I have uh, many students now that are earning a very nice side living, you know, mm-hmm. like twenty, thirty, forty thousand dollars a year just being on casting sites like Voice One Two Three and they don't have an agent or or anything. Yeah. Yeah. So you know, so yes, um I mean I, I definitely am reaching out to the desert again and, and, and want you know, the desert population to know I'm back, but I'm I'm back in this more modern way of mm-hmm. uh teaching online. Uh, not just you know, teaching 
students the art of voiceover and and developing them into voice actors, but also really focusing a lot on teaching people how to direct themselves. Right. Because that is what has become key. That's what separates the men from the boys. Mm -hmm. You can be absolutely marvelous at voice acting as long as somebody is directing you. Right. But that and $2 is not going to buy you a latte anymore. (laughs) You have to be able to learn how to direct yourself. Yes, yes, yes. Well, I didn't know you were living back in the desert. That's great. We'll have to get together. That, that's yes, fabulous. yes, yes. What but made you decide? The thing is, is that you know, we I got here and we were working on our house, and you know, and then boom, yeah. we all had to stay frozen in our house. Yeah. What made you decide to come back here? I love it here. Yeah. Well, it's beautiful. I love it here. Yeah. I mean, I think I'm a real Gemini. I, I, you know, I mean, I still have my my business up there. Um, I do go back and forth um, in in my in my mind, Northern California and the desert. You know, they're they're like completely different vibes. Mm-hmm. Um, and I love them. I love them both. But you know, I'm just really drawn to this mountain here yeah. and yeah. and the low key vibe and. Um, you know, yeah, it's a pretty special place. Absolutely. So let's go back. Let's go back for, to where where you started. So were you, as a kid, were you uh, involved in acting as a kid or doing voices? Or how did you end up, you know, what was your career path to kind of get where you are? Um, well, I started studying voiceover when I was 15. And by the time I was 17, I was already beginning to work doing both on-camera commercials and voiceover um, pretty consistently. Um I thought I wanted to have a career as, you know, an on-camera actor, you know, doing film and television, and mm-hmm. I, I dabbled in it, but it was so funny. Every time I got cast in something, it was like, in my mind, I thought, oh, I want to be this famous on-camera uh, actor, but every time I got on the set, I actually felt like such a fish out of water, mm-hmm. and yet every time I got behind the microphone, I just adored it. Yeah. And so, you know, I went on to do, I mean, literally, I mean, crazy you know, thousands of commercials, yeah. and and I had um, uh, several uh, hit um, animated series that I was on. One mm-hmm. of my bigger ones was uh, Gem and the Holograms, and uh, so I was doing really quite well, but I, you know, it was funny. I loved what I did for a living, but I didn't like living in L.A., mm-hmm. and L.A. is nothing like the desert. No. I mean, yeah. they're completely different animals, too. Yeah. And... Um, and ever since I was a little girl, I had always wanted to live by the Golden Gate Bridge. I was really drawn to San Francisco. So mm-hmm. when I was in my late 20s, you know, I was fortunate enough to have, you know, success and, mm-hmm. and, and, and some money behind me. So um, so I moved, I moved up there, and I thought I would do voiceover up there, and I didn't really know. And I thought back then, you know, the fax machine had been invented. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I thought my agents, so my agents were faxing the auditions and I was actually recording them from home mm-hmm. and 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 having to FedEx a cassette. Oh yeah. I mean, I'm really dating myself. Yeah, yeah. Uh, for auditions. So I was going back and forth and then I just started I also out of the blue somebody called me and said, "Oh, I understand you teach." And I didn't. And um but I just in that split second said, said "Yes, uh, I do." Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> And yeah, and so one student grew into two, two grew into four, and the next thing I knew, I had, you know, a few hundred students, and and the school just really started to blossom, and it ultimately became the largest voiceover academy of its kind in the United States. And and I really, I I love teaching, mm-hmm. and and then um, 
when I turned about 50 years old, I'm 61 now, so I've been doing all of this for 45 years, mm-hmm. um, I just, I, I really turned my attention then 100%, 100% to the school. I decided to, quote unquote, retire from mm-hmm. doing my own voiceover work. And um, I am just, you know, I mean, I guess I just feel like, you know, I'd, I had done it for so long. And yep. I just became even more passionate than ever about having more time to truly mentor my students. I yeah. mean, I've always been a mentor, but I, I, I take it to a much, much further degree now. I really believe that for people to succeed, you've got to have somebody in your corner cheering you on and and always there for you to, you know, it's just for me to always be an ear and for me yeah. to always guide. And, um, you know, there's a lot of people doing voiceover um, but, you know, producers of all kinds are always looking for, for fresh talent. And, mm-hmm. and as I always say, and as my, I mean, I still, I still work some, but I mean, yeah. I'm just not actively in the trenches auditioning right. every day. Um, uh, as my agent always says, um, Jeff Danis of DPN, he says, you know, it's very easy to get work. It's not so easy to stay on top and consistently year after year. Yeah. Yeah. Get work. Yeah. Because producers are always looking, looking for, for new, new people. Yeah. And so that that's what I mean. It's, this is why my uh, my mentoring has become so important and it's why I, I'm you know, I provide really special opportunities um for you know, for for working voice actors as 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 well to kinda keep them on on top of their game and you know. Etc. My 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 co-host Brian has a question for you. Hey, I wanted to ask you since you were talking about how like producers were looking for new talent, there has been a growing concern among some voice actor acting spaces that I've been in, where there has been this concern that Hollywood is preferring A-list live action actors over voice actors in unknown uh, over unknown voice actors in movies because recently there was movies like Space Jam 2 which had Zendaya instead of Kaz Sochi as Lola or in the case of like the new Super Mario Bros. movie that they're deciding to do to have Chris Pratt play Mario instead of the original voice actor. So I wanted to get your feel for that. Do you feel like the industry is abandoning voice actors uh, for these A-listers or how, how do we, how, how do you feel about that? Like, I just wanted to get your uh, thoughts on that. Well, I don't think Hollywood is quote unquote abandoning. I mean, first of all, what you're describing, it's been going on for years. Mm. You know, they, celebrities, you know, they, 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 they get big, commercial endorsements mm-hmm. and and they've been doing animation for years and yes us working stiff voice <laughs> actors um you know it's rare that you're gonna star in a big animated film it's mm-hmm. like you're gonna have to accept the supporting roles mm-hmm. i mean that's just that's just the way it, it, it is but that's the way it's been for yeah uh, you know 15 20 years oh yeah but certainly and there, i was but there is oh, so there's so much work out there that, yeah, it's not an animated film, but I mean, my, my goodness, um, the, the, my, my four employees at Voice Tracks, um, they're working voice actors, working stiff voice actors, mm-hmm. and on average, they have anywhere from 10 to 20 auditions a day, wow. a day, mm-hmm. in video games, commercials, 
so many different forms of narration. You know, there's audio books, there's talking toys, there's, you know, again, uh, corporate uh, uh, tutorials, um, audio tours. I mean, there's so much work out there. Yeah. And, you know, what you're mentioning, of course, is the uber, uber top of the, you know, mountain uh, Mm -hmm. voiceover work. But, I mean, I have hundreds of students that make six figures six figures a year doing voiceover that's fabulous you don't need to do, to do a big they animated nice. yeah yeah so so samantha if somebody listening uh was interested in finding out about voiceovers and training how would they contact you it's very easy all you have to do is um uh I mean, first of all, you can Google Samantha Paris or mm-hmm. you can Google Voice Tracks SF mm-hmm. and, you know, go to the website. Um, we definitely encourage people. I mean, I definitely encourage people to check out the website. Um, we've got a lot of fun information, great interviews. You can really get a sense of what the school is about. We've got um, uh various teachers giving teacher tips on the websites, great videos to look at. Mm-hmm. Um, so spend some time with the website, but most importantly, call us. I'm still very old fashioned, very hands on. Um, anybody that calls up, you know, everybody is different. Everybody has different needs. Everybody right. has different backgrounds. That's why, except for the real basic beginning level classes, we still don't let anybody sign up for classes online. Every single student that's in a class, I've designed the classes, I've approved that they be in these classes. We make sure that everyone that's in the class, that that's, you know, that's the class they really need to be in. Right. And that goes back to the mentoring. So we're incredibly hands-on. We want to get to know you. We want to know what your dreams are, what you're thinking, what you're feeling. So we really encourage people to call. So what so what number would they call? Um, well, they can call the, uh, you know, gosh, I'm so bad. Um, they can call the, uh, the 415 number, which is 415-331-8800. Okay. But I'm just drawing a blank right now. I forget. We have a, um, an 800 number. Okay. So I think I have so it right here. Um, 866-906-2863. Is that correct? That's it. I can mm-hmm. never remember that number. Yeah. Oh. Brian, say and, it one more time. Okay, so again, it's 866-906-2863. There's also an email, voice tracks with, instead of CK, it's X, X at voiceover dash training.com. And I wanted to ask you just a quick fun question. What are your some, some of your favorite voice actors of all time? Just real quick. Oh. <sighs> That is just really, really, really hard. <laughs> I mean, um, June four You know, I'm, 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 I'm really. I, I have to be honest with you. I'm really partial to my, to my colleagues. Um, you know, people like Townsend Coleman and Rob Paulson and um, Peter Coyote. Oh, he's fabulous. And Nancy, yeah. Oh, yeah. And Nancy Cartwright. I mean, Those all are of all these people. Fabulous. Yeah. They all teach for me. And 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 I admire them so much for for different reasons. And I mean, I could just go, I could just go on and on. I mean, and then there's some people that are that you know nobody would know that I know. Right, I mean, right. uh, you know, Ed Grover, who was the voice of Visa for years, um, was Ch- just so moving Chuck, and stirring. Is Chuck still with you? 
Yes, he is. I love Chuck. I used to work with him at K-News Radio years and years ago. I know, and I told him, I told him I was doing this interview, and he said to say hi. Yeah, we've been together now like 18 years. He started as a student, and he has been working by my side. You know, for whatever it is now, yeah. 15 years. Well, tell him I said hi to you. Well, Samantha Parrish, so great to talk to you. We definitely have to get together now that you're in the desert. And uh, okay. so, again, if you're interested in voiceover training, there's the 866-906-2863 number or voice tracks at voiceover voiceover.training.com. Thank you so much for being here, and congratulations on all your success. It's fabulous. Thank you so much.